All right, let's take our Bibles. We're going to go to Philippians in chapter number 4 today. Philippians chapter number 4. Uh, and if you've been here for any length of time, you know uh, missions is my favorite uh, topic uh, to preach on. And you've heard me preach from this passage uh, numerous times, at least you know once a year uh, when it gets to this time of the year. But uh, even beyond that, I love the book of Philippians because there's so much uh, in it. It's a small book, uh, but it's packed full uh, of very practical things about our Christian walk during our Sunday school uh, today from Philippians 3 about uh, knowing the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His suffering. And, and Paul uh, was praying that the Philippian church uh, would grow and abound in different graces and in love. And I won't preach on it today, maybe another, another time, but uh, later on in uh, our text this morning in chapter number 4, uh, Paul says that God will supply all their need according to His riches. Uh, and, and it's more than just that financial side. When you look at all the, the things, or six or seven things in the book of Philippians that Paul was praying uh, that the Philippian church would do or have, uh, and, uh, and all of those things are um, a fulfill, fulfillment uh, of God saying He'll supply all those things according to His riches. So uh, those needs, those graces uh, will include all those. But that will be another message uh, for another time. Uh, but the title of this morning's uh, message is A Failure to Communicate. <laughs> uh, you may have heard that from time to time in your life where uh, you've miscommunicated with somebody. Uh, they've misunderstood or you've misunderstood them. Uh, and, uh, and then there's that phrase, I can't remember where it uh, where it originated, but uh, when somebody says, what we have here today is a failure to communicate, all right? And uh, so uh, we've been on the receiving end of that uh, and on the giving end of that. Uh, we miscommunicate our words to people, but the word communicate uh, in Scripture uh, means something different. It does mean conversation in some verses, and I'll point that out, uh, but to communicate in the Bible means uh, to have uh, or to give or receive a share of, uh, to share with, or to participate in something with somebody else. It means to be generous. So when Paul says that, uh, that there are no churches that had communicated with him concerning giving and receiving, uh, it wasn't like, hey, are you giving? Uh, hey, are you receiving? Uh, a communication with words. Uh, it's that they did not share in, they did not participate in, they were not generous in uh, communicating uh, concerning uh, the needs that Paul had. Now, uh, again, for sake of time today, and we are going to be going in about 10 after or quarter after, we have to give time for people to go out to some of the restaurants and bring back uh, lunch. Uh, but um, having said that, uh, we, are, we are to give uh, and to communicate with our missionaries concerning these things. We're going to find our text uh, in chapter number 4. If, I invite you to stand, if you would please, for the reading of it. And I'm not going to read all the way down from verse number 9 uh, but uh, to the end, but we'll read a little bit and I'll stop and we'll pray. And then we'll get into uh, the content here about uh, communicating uh, in our faith promise missions or grace giving Offering The Bible says in verse 9, Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. So Paul is never shy about telling people uh, to follow him 
uh, as he follows Christ. And he says, uh, my example is one that you need to follow. Uh, what you've seen and heard uh, in me do. And then he says, the God of peace will be with you. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly, verse number 10, that now at the last your care for me hath flourished again, wherein you have, uh, were also careful, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I res- uh, speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Our Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless this message today. Speak to our hearts, please. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Uh, so uh, verse number 13, uh, we've heard that quoted many times. In fact, uh, somebody sent me a, a picture of a coffee cup that says, I can do all things through a verse uh, that is taken out of context. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll apply Philippians 4.13 to uh, numerous areas of our life, uh, like the little engine that could, that I can do all things. Uh, but like all things in the Bible, uh, there is a context here that we are going to look at. Uh, so uh, the modern definition of communicate uh, is to share or exchange information, to speak, to talk. That's exchanging news or exchanging uh, ideas. You think of a communication uh, network or a, uh, a news channel uh, on uh, the television where they communicate uh, and share the news or ideas. Four times the word communicate in the New Testament uh, and always in, is always in the context of giving or being generous. Uh, and uh, we're going to see that word come up here in a minute. Six times in the Bible uh, is what we normally understand the word to mean when it comes to, uh, to talking. Like in Matthew chapter number 5 as an example. Verse 37, the Bible says, But let your communication be, yea and yea, uh, nay or nay, for whatsoever is more than these cometh evil. So God wants us when we communicate our words uh, to each other uh, to, to let you know, the yea be yea, the nay be nay, to not... Uh, be deceptive, to say things truthfully, uh, to be trustworthy uh, in the things that we say. He says in uh, verse of, uh, in Philemon 6, that the communication of thy faith uh, may be uh, become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing. So we are to communicate uh, our faith to people. Uh, we are to let our light shine. Uh, we should be communicating the truth of the gospel to those that we uh, come in contact with, uh, not just in a great commission kind of a way, but uh, it's, it's the good news. Uh, and it's good news because there's bad news, obviously. Uh, and we need to be sharing that and communicating truth. Our conversation, uh, we think of uh, in speaking, if you and I are speaking one to another, we say we're having uh, a conversation. We're using words. We're communicating, uh, conversing with one another. Uh, but just like the word communicate uh, in the Bible can mean giving, the word conversation uh, in Scripture can also mean a way of acting uh, or a way of behaving. It means a person's conduct uh, or moral behavior, a place where one's citizenship citizenship and, uh, and loyalties uh, lie. Uh, the Bible says this in Galatians 1 verse 13, For ye have heard of my conversation in times past in the Jews' religion, how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it. Paul, speaking to the church at Galatia, said, You've heard of my way of life, the way that I conducted myself, uh, my conversation in times past in the Jews' relig- uh, religion. He was a Pharisee. 
uh, and uh, he was very learned uh, in uh, the law. Uh, and he, he taught in the synagogues. He was trained uh, under Gamaliel. Uh, he had a, a big, big, um, I guess, a bio uh, in history uh, that, uh, that he, everybody knew uh, of his life and what he was. Uh, and so he says, you've heard of my conversation. Uh, the Bible says in 1 Timothy six seventeen and 19, charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain ridges, but in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy, that they do good, uh, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute and willing to communicate, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. Doing good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate. And I just want to stop there for just a brief moment. Uh, and, uh, and just ask you, when it comes to this pro- program, uh, Faith Promise Mission Giving, are you just willing? Uh, that's really, uh, when we think of 2 Corinthians um, uh, chapter number uh, 8, uh, where they were first willing to give themselves. Uh, and then uh, they, uh, they gave uh, to uh, the offering, of course, that Paul uh, was collecting for the church at Jerusalem. But willing to communicate, to give, to receive, to, uh, a share of, to share with, or participate in something. Uh, so a little bit later when we do these cards or over the next few weeks, and again, you can, uh, you can wait uh, to turn them in uh, if you need more time to pray about that. Uh, just say, Lord, uh, I'm willing. I'm willing to participate uh, in grace giving uh, in this matter of communicating concerning giving and receiving. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 13 says, Whilst by the experiment of this ministration... They glorify God for your professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ and for your liberal distribution unto them and unto all men. Galatians 6, verse number 6 says, Let him that is taught in word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Uh, that would be like uh, uh, as he's instructing uh, the, the church at Galatia uh, to take care of those who are ministering to them, who are feeding uh, the flock of God. It says, Let them that are taught in word communicate unto him and teach, uh, and that teacheth in all good things. It's basically saying um, to, uh, to be generous too. Uh, and in fact, if you're new here to our church, uh, as a pastor, uh, I don't uh, uh, I don't punch a clock. I don't exchange time for money. Uh, I'm not a uh, a hireling. Uh, you do not pay me for services rendered, uh, but you communicate. Uh, you share with and 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 are generous uh, in our blessing. By the way, thank you so much. And I've said this many many times, but uh, we love you and we're thankful uh, for all that you do uh, in communicating uh, unto Him that teacheth in all good things. Which leads us to uh, kind of an exposition uh, of chapter number four uh, in the book of Philippians. Paul, at some point, uh, the church at Philippi uh, was, was giving to help him. Remember Paul, uh, was, uh, he was bivocational in a, in a way uh, in that he, uh, he made tents. Um, often uh, in the uh, biblical times where Paul was living, um, oratory and communication, uh, public speaking uh, was something that, uh, that many people aspired to. Uh, and if you spoke uh, and taught in these um, different places, uh, you were often given uh, money uh, in order to do something. It was a profession. Uh, and, and when you did that and you didn't get money for doing it, 
uh, it was almost uh, like you were looked down on. In fact, Paul had to remind the, the New Testament churches uh, that, uh, that that got angry at him for not receiving from them uh, finances uh, for his ministry. Um, he, he, he understood uh, that uh, that he, if, whether he had much or he had little, uh, there was a contentedness that he spoke about here uh, in this passage of Scripture. So, as a pastor and Paul uh, in Scripture, uh, there, were, um, there are times where uh, he received, there are times where he didn't receive, uh, but the church at Philippi, for whatever reason, um, had, had not uh, been, they hadn't had the opportunity uh, to participate in this communication uh, for some reason. Uh, but the Bible says they just lacked opportunity. You flourished in it before, uh, but then it kind of stopped uh, but because you lacked opportunity. Verse number 11, he said, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be uh, content. Um, sometimes I have to apply that in a non-biblical way to the state of Washington. Uh, and uh, so whatever state you are, be content. Uh, our state has a lot of problems, and uh, uh, that's not the biblical application. Uh, but Paul says uh, he does, he's not speaking in respect of want. Um, if you were here this last week uh, with uh, the Yaps, uh, as he got up and presented their church plant opportunity in Portland, uh, I referenced that, you know, I'm, I'm okay uh, with missionaries being here and talking about the need for finances uh, to get to wherever they're going because, you know, that's just a necessary part of it. Um, and they'll say, oh, well, we don't need your money, um, but we do need your prayers. Uh, and most missionaries in Bible colleges are training and thinking about deputation as they, they learn to say that. They do want our prayers, but they do also need uh, our money. Uh, but uh, the, uh, the Yaps, for example, I said Portland, they're in California, going to California. The Lears are the ones who are in Portland. But uh, the Yaps are going to get uh, to California, to Los Angeles, uh, to plant the church that God has called them to do. Uh, and I think that they'll do that whether or not we give them a dime. Uh, because where God guides, He provides. And uh, there are a lot of missionaries and church planters that are out there that do not receive any support uh, from Berean Baptist Church financially. And they're doing a great work, and God's blessing them. Uh, so God, uh, God uh, watches over them, and He takes care of their needs. Um, but when they come and present their ministry to us, what they're doing is presenting an opportunity uh, for us to partner with them uh, in, uh, in their endeavor. Uh, and that's uh, in one way, that, or it is a way that we fulfill our responsibility uh, to, to reach the regions beyond uh, the greater Tacoma area here uh, in Puyallup. But he says he's learned. Um, he, he, doesn't have, he doesn't have the need necessarily, but he's learned that he, to be content. Verse 12, I know both how to be abased and how to abound. Uh, he knew um, how to live when he didn't have anything. Uh, he knew um, how to live when he had much, uh, and, and it really didn't matter. And it should be, uh, that should be our mentality. Uh, we know that song, Little is Much When God is in It. Um, and many times in the book of Proverbs, it talks about it's better to be in this situation than this other. And there, with, with riches uh, and finances come, you know, with that, a, a lot of problems and difficulties too. Uh, you say, whoa, whoa, pastor, I, I wish I had those problems. Uh, and, uh, but um, you've all heard stories of people who've won, you know, uh, mega millions and whatever, and, and uh, money can't buy happiness. 
uh, and we know that. It, it buys uh, tacos, uh, and, uh, which that is good, but um, we know that it can't buy us happiness. He says, I've been instructed in verse number 12 uh, to both be full and to be hungry, both to abound and suffer. So he had learned. I preached a message uh, about uh, this secret that Paul had learned. He'd been instructed by the Lord. And by the way, this is the way that you learn it is through him. Um, because you, can't, you cannot uh, find a, uh, a money seminar or how to do this and how to make your millions or whatever that follow these biblical principles. All right. Uh, God's economy works in a whole different, uh, whole different arena. And so he said, I can do, verse number 13, all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Again, so it's not, uh, I illustrate it like I'm, you know, five feet tall. I can look at a basketball hoop and, and, and say, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. Dunk the ball. It's never going to happen. Unless there's a trampoline there. Uh, one time I got hoisted. I went for a layup and somebody, they lift, I flew through there and I did that and I got kicked out of the game <laughs> uh, with a technical foul for doing that. So it's the only time I can get up there is if I have some help. Uh, but this verse by way of application biblically is uh, that you can, uh, you, can, you can do all things if you have or if you don't have. God strengthens us. We need to be instructed and we need to learn. Uh, and it's not about, you know, we are not what we do uh, to make money. Uh, we are not, uh, in God's eyes, measured uh, as being a success or not a success by how, uh, you know, big your bank accounts are and all that kind of stuff. We know that from the Word of God. But unfortunately, as Christians, we, we fail so often uh, to live in that way. Uh, and we stress out, we worry. I'm stressed out right now that my brisket is going to get done. Uh, it's in the oven, and, uh, and so uh, it, uh, if it doesn't get done, um, then I'm going to have a lot, well, it'll be done later on. You'll have to take it, uh, take it as, uh, as leftovers. Uh, we know we're not supposed to stress about finances, um, but, but we do. Uh, it's just kind of a natural thing. Paul says we can do all things. He can do all things. He wants us to do all things through Christ. Verse number 14, notwithstanding... Uh, you have done well that ye communicate, ye did communicate with my affliction. So he says, I don't, I'm not speaking in respect of want. I'm fine. Whether I have or I don't have, I've learned to be content. Uh, and then contentedness with godliness, the Bible says, uh, is great gain. We all need to learn how to be content uh, with what God has given us. Uh, and uh, and to not be covetousness, not be filled with envy, not trying to keep up uh, with the world and all of its trends and and things like that. I'm not saying don't have nice things. I'm saying you should have a grip on, as a Christian, uh, what money is and and, uh, not just value, uh, but also purpose. So he says, even though I didn't need, um, uh, I've got no want, Um, you took care of me before, uh, and for whatever reason, uh, you didn't have opportunity. I'm I'm not preaching in respect of that. I've learned to be content with, uh, I know how to be, I'm blessed when I don't have, I'm blessed uh, when I do have, I can do all things through Christ, uh, which strengtheneth me, but you've done good. Notwithstanding, you have well done in communicating with his affliction. This Paul, uh, as he's speaking of this affliction, what he was doing all throughout the the missionary journeys uh, was... Uh, collecting an offering for the saints at Jerusalem. Uh, So the saints at Jerusalem were suffering and struggling. Uh, So as they went to all these uh, New Testament churches, what we read, Philippi, Galatia, Thessalonica, Berea, um, uh, all of them, uh, they were were taking up a collection for that. 
Uh, and, uh, and that's what he's talking about. You communicated with me. Now, verse 15, ye Philippians, know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. So this is how we know. Uh, that uh, the verses previously in verse number uh, 10 says you lacked, op- it flourished before, you've lacked opportunity. And at the beginning, uh, there, were n- there were no churches that communicated with them concerning giving and receiving. Um, let me s- say this about that particular principle. Um, with our missionaries uh, that we support, and, and even missionaries that we don't support, um, I communicate with them concerning this. I say, what do you have a need? How can we pray for you? When missionary gets up, I'll say, tell us what you need or how we can, how we can pray for you. And often it'll be about um, timelines and getting to uh, the you know, a field. I just wish a missionary would get up and say, you know what? Um, you, know, you can pray. For, we need, you know, uh, pray for me. We need tires for our RV. Uh, and because uh, they they're always so worried about talking about money. Uh, and I don't want any, and in fact, even I can instruct them even beforehand. Uh, don't worry about it. Um, I've even said, hey, we're going to support you and get behind you financially. Don't worry about anything. Just enjoy yourself and blah, blah, blah. And then they'll still get uptight uh, and, uh, and won't communicate in those needs. Because if they said, you know, pray for us, you know, we need, we need tires for our RV. You know what, what my response would probably be like? Well, how much is it? You know, it's two thousand dollars. Okay, uh, was, uh, and we would just raise the money or uh, take the money and, and give that. Why? Um, because a lot of churches don't do that. There are some churches that don't communicate uh, with them concerning uh, giving and receiving. Uh, one of the evenings of this last week, and I wish you were all here, uh, but um, Brother Graham had um, out of their church, they've had several obvious missionaries and church planters, but one are the Leclairs, uh, and they are missionaries in Guam. Uh, we support the Leclairs uh, and their mission work there, and we have for a number of years. Uh, but the way that that all began uh, was they were in a church uh, uh, near, near here uh, and for a conference or whatever, left to go to um, the next conference, called ahead, to the church, hey, we're on our way, and the pastor like, oh, we're so sorry, we canceled the meeting. And so the missionary didn't have any place to go uh, with his family, his wife, and his children. Uh, and so they're in a Safeway parking lot. Uh, and that long story short, they called another pastor in the state. Uh, they said, uh, you know, where are you at? Okay, call Brother Reno. That, that missionary called the church that they had just left and said, uh, we just found out that our next meeting has been canceled, uh, and we really don't have any place to go. Could you help us? Uh, and uh, that pastor said, hey, once you leave our property, uh, we're no longer responsible for you. And, uh, and so, um, so they just reached out, ended up finding us. Uh, I went to meet them. Uh, we got them settled into a, a hotel, uh, and then he went with me to a fellowship meeting, uh, and I found out um, who his sending church was, who his pastor was. We ended up supporting them. Uh, and uh, so there are churches that do stuff like that. Uh, and it's shameful, uh, and uh, it's human nature, and I, I mean, I get it, uh, and there's really, you know, um, but uh, there's been, I can give you a, a lot of examples like that and where our church has been able to um, both house and feed uh, and take care of the needs of, of just countless missionaries uh, that are going through this area because no other church 
will communicate with them. You know what most pastors do uh, when, they, when they get the email uh, or the phone call, the voice, the voice message of the missionary? They just put it in a miscellaneous file uh, because missionary means money. Uh, and, uh, and they do not communicate. And he said, there was a time when no church communicated with me concerning giving and receiving, but you only, verse 16, for even in Thessalonica, ye sent once and again unto my necessity. And then he gives this disclaimer again. Uh, and, and by the way, in the first century church, uh, at 21st century church, um, people get uptight whenever you talk about money. All right. Uh, and you can feel that tension. Here's a church that loved Jesus uh, and loved Paul, uh, and they flourished at one point, and so he's, he's almost preaching to the choir. Uh, and he says, you've lacked opportunity, not that I speak in, you know, uh, in respect of want, uh, but notwithstanding, you're doing a great thing because you're communicating with me. Other people didn't do that. At the beginning, nobody did except you. Uh, and uh, and uh, he said, uh, you're doing that. And he said, in Thessalonica, you, you, came, you came in time and time again uh, uh, to help. Then he, and he says, not, not because I desire a gift. All right. Uh, he, he, and he, he doubles down on this. Like, I'm good. Not that, I, not that I desire a gift, but what does he say? But I desire fruit that may abound to your account. So in a nutshell, our missions program operates that way. Brother Graham alluded to it at one point about investing, uh, and uh, we invest in these ministry opportunities. Uh, so as, uh, as the, the YAPs, for example, go uh, to, to California, Los Angeles, and they, uh, they start that church, they reach people in that community with the gospel, that gets put on your ledger. Now let me say this. Um, there is a oneness principle in the Bible when it comes to the local church. Uh, let me illustrate that. So let's say uh, if, we're, if you're a member of Berean Baptist Church, uh, we're part of a body. Is everybody with me? Uh, so uh, we're members in particular. We're part of a body. God places in there. So if I'm out uh, and, uh, and, I'm, and I'm at Walmart and I witness to the guy, you know, doing all the petitions uh, and, uh, and win him to Christ and you're at work, or you're at home, or you're wherever, uh, and I lead somebody to Jesus, that's fruit to your account. Because we're part of a church body, and there's a oneness principle uh, that is contained in the Word of God that we really can't get into. So what, uh, what I do for the cause of Christ, being part of a church body, you're part of that. Uh, and uh, so, but don't, all right, I don't need to be a soul winner, because if other people soul win, then that's, that goes on my ledger. That's not what I'm saying, uh, but I know that some people will think that, all right? Um, the point is participating, is doing, is being a part of that. Uh, and uh, so a oneness, fruit to our account, when you um, are part of Berean Baptist Church that has a um, grace-giving program, a Faith Promise Missions program, uh, we help missionaries, uh, and people, you know, that's our testimony, and I... Last week I talked about comparing ourselves and being unwise. We, we do for missions, but we don't do enough for missions. And even though we don't do a lot, in compare, it's all relative to size uh, of a church. There are churches that are smaller than us that give more. There are churches that are way bigger than give less. Uh, it's all across the board. Okay, 
but you're part of Berean Baptist Church that supports 100 missionaries, I think 102 or whatever it was. Uh, the missionary last week said 80, and then I got, got my prayer list out and counted them uh, and uh, uh, just to make sure. So let's say you don't give at all to Faith Promise Missions giving. When people are getting saved in, in Guam or in Ukraine or India or whatever, because you're part of this church, you still benefit from that um, at the judgment seat of Christ because you're part of a local body uh, in its fruit to your account. But wouldn't it be better? You know, I don't like, like when I played sports, um, I always wanted to start. Like if I wasn't on the starting five of the basketball team or, you know, on the baseball team or whatever, um, it just really bothered me. I don't want a participation trophy uh, in life. For, I, I want to be in the game. I want to be, be doing that. And in fact, Brother Graham had uh, mentioned that in a football illustration uh, and being part of a team. Uh, there's one thing about, you know, standing at the judgment seat of Christ because and you're a member of Breen Baptist Church uh, and you attended the service faithfully and, uh, and even served in Sunday school or on a bus route or whatever. And, and, uh, and uh, you know, I don't know how it all works, but, uh, but there are people uh, who are at the judgment seat of Christ uh, and they're in the Lamb's Book of Life and it's because they've been reached by uh, this church directly or the missionary and church planning endeavors that we've supported and, and you're like, oh, it's fruit to your account. It, wouldn't it be just way better if you participated? Like you, you actually, you know, um, prayed for, uh, or you went uh, and visited, or you participated uh, in the offering. I just think it's, uh, it, it gets a little bit more. I don't, I, you know, people who win a Super Bowl ring, but they never got on the field. You know, as they're, as they're going around, they're like third string uh, you know, whatever. They didn't see any playing time. You think when they go around to uh, their friends and family members and flaunt in their Super Bowl ring that their family goes, oh man, you did something big. No, they didn't have a part. They were a part of the team. They, they get the ring. They get the bonus in the football for winning the Super Bowl. Uh, but they weren't on the field. It'd be much better uh, to be uh, part of it uh, and in the action. So he says, not because I desire a gift, but I de- desire fruit to your account. I want God to bless you. I want God to bless our church. And we participate in this because it's a scriptural thing. uh, And we are encouraging everyone uh, to get involved. Why? Verse 18, uh, he says this. I don't desire a gift. He says, but I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you in odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. Now think about it for just a second. Uh, the book of Philippians uh, is what kind of an epistle? It's a, it's a prison epistle. This is what Paul, Paul's writing the book of Philippians from a jail cell. Uh, and uh, Epaphroditus shows up uh, with, with a grace-giving communication from the church at Philippi uh, that they did it before, now they're doing it again, uh, and uh, he's content. He's content in his jail cell, uh, but he said, I've received uh, what you sent by Epaphroditus, and he says, it's a, he says I'm full. By the way, um, we, want, we want all the missionaries that come to Berean Baptist Church to feel that way, blessed. Uh, I'm full. Uh, I'm, I'm thankful. Uh, you know, um, as the Grams were here, uh, you know, uh, expressing gratitude throughout. When, when we cause thanksgiving to God, uh, we are blessed for that. They're thankful to God because of you. 
uh, and, uh, and what we did for them while they were here. Here's what God says. He says, it's an odor of sweet smell of sacrifice that's separate, well-pleasing to God. Now, there are a lot of activities in life that we, maybe they're in a gray area, like does this please the Lord? I mean, it's not as gray as we think. There are things that God doesn't like. There are things that he does like. There are things that God hates. There are things that God loves. We get in the Bible uh, and, uh, you know, he says he loves a cheerful giver. And so we know that we're supposed to give, but God loves it more if we give it cheerfully. Uh, but he says that this is something that pleases him. It's well-pleasing to him. So when I, uh, as uh, you know, I've been given to missions uh, ever since uh, I, I got saved as, as, as a teenager. Uh, and, uh, and every time, like when I, when I tithe, um, I just, I just don't, I just don't imagine God going, yeah, man, good boy. Uh, you know, I'm glad you tithe because the tithe belongs to him. I'm just, I'm obeying God, uh, in, in my tithe. Uh, but I, but when I give to missions, I've always felt and I've always known, uh, I've always known uh, that as I give that, uh, that there's, I just imagine God going, mm-hmm. I like that. Um, it's just, you just, the sweet smelling savor. It's, it's well pleasing to him. And I want to please him. He's my heavenly father. So I know, all right, if, if it's like, um, if you know somebody you love likes chocolate cake, then you make them chocolate cake because you know that's what they love. If they, if, they, if they don't like pistachio cake, you wouldn't make that for them. So, so how often do we, do we do for God things that he doesn't want us to do and we neglect to do the things that he does want us to do? So he says it's a well-pleasing uh, sacrifice to God. Verse number 19, we're almost done. He says, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now, there's a lot to unwrap. It's not, he's not given us uh, out of his abundance or whatever. Uh, there's a lot of um, nuances in this verse here. He will supply our needs according to uh, his riches uh, and, uh, in glory by Christ Jesus. And uh, this is another verse we take out of context. Um, I know a lot of Christians uh, who, who, who don't tie, they don't you know, give to offerings, whatever, uh, and they claim this verse. God, God will supply my needs. But it's a conditional promise. It's all connected to what, what Paul is speaking of in the previous verses. Uh, and so I'll just say this about that, uh, and then we'll be done, is that I want you to give to missions because it's an exercise of faith. And we all need to be doing things that take faith. It, without faith, it's impossible to please Him. I touched on that uh, in Sunday school. Faith, promise, missions, giving, uh, and all that Brother Graham had spoken about what faith is or that our faith has increased. Paul said, when your, I'll be able to reach the regions beyond you when your faith is increased. And the, and the application is we can take on more missionaries uh, and reach uh, regions beyond here uh, when we increase faith. So the more comes in, the more help we can be uh, to uh, those missionaries. Uh, so there's the faith aspect. There's the, the, the providing for is the fellowship of the ministering to the saints and communicating. Uh, and God says as we, as we communicate uh, that that is something that, uh, that pleases the Lord. Uh, but I know that times are tough. And uh, interest rates are up. 
uh, and there are all kinds of financial things. Your 401ks is, 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 is lower. Um, the stock market has been crazy. Uh, we have wars, uh, rumors of wars. Uh, the end time's coming, uh, and you feel like what I should be doing is stockpiling food and bullets. And, uh, and, and just in, in making the money go as far as I can uh, and, uh, and to prepare for, you know, whatever Armageddon. But the truth of the matter is, is that when we have this, biblically speaking, when we have need, uh, the way that God fulfills that need is by us being generous. So as a church, our church has need uh, in that, um, generally speaking, uh, things have trended down uh, because of the economy, etc., uh, and, uh, and all, all of those reasons, and so there is that. So I want, um, I want God to bless our church, um, but God, God, I want God to bless you. So if you, if you say, Pastor, um, I, I'd like to, I'm willing to communicate uh, concerning giving and receiving, but I just can't afford it. Um, I, I want to participate in, in the grace giving offering and make a pledge, uh, but I just, you know, I just can't afford it then that is one of the biggest reasons why you should do it. Uh, because, because God will, when you are generous in that way, God supplies your need. You say, that doesn't make sense uh, numerically or whatever, the math. Uh, and, uh, and by the way, most people, in fact, a lot of Christians who know that's in the Bible don't live that way. Uh, but, I, but I promise you, if, if you feel like you can't afford to give to, to missions, you just really need to give to missions. And that God will bless you. It's His promise. It's not my promise to you. It's God's promise to you. Uh, and as a pastor, I'm just, I'm just laying it out there that that is a, that is a reason uh, that you should participate. And then as God blesses, and there's all kinds of ways you can, uh, you can give to missions, and it, there's nothing wrong with you uh, stopping, you know, getting rid of this bill or canceling some subscription to something uh, and then giving that to missions. We give to it out of what we have. Uh, all of that, what it is, I'm praying that everybody in our church um, participates in, in one way. If it's a dollar a week, if it's five dollars a week, whatever, um, and uh, and whatever takes faith uh, to do. Uh, if it's if you if you can see it um, super easy, uh, then it might not be a faith gift for you, uh, but it might be for somebody else. And it's not equal giving, but it's equal sacrifice. Uh, all of us doing our part in participating. So uh, if you've never done it. Um, if you've never participated, I hope today is the day that you start. And, uh, and you know, uh, I'm, I'm not giving you a money-back guarantee, um, but, but, God, but God has a promise attached to that. So if you give to the church planner going to Los Angeles, $5 a week, God sees that and goes, yes, that's a sweet-smelling sacrifice and it's well-pleasing to me. But then attached to that, are all the promises, and there are more than this. Uh, and, uh, and, and Pastor Graham touched on it this week. Um, God is so good. And so I hope that you get my heart on it. I hope that you see God's heart on it uh, in the Word of God uh, and that you prayerfully considered as we go into this offering here in a moment uh, what you would do this year. Let's all stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed this morning.